Welcome to Kingdom Life Church, Stellenbosch. May this life-giving word activate your faith today. Well, this morning, we're starting with something new. And But before I'm going to tell you what we're starting with, you probably have seen on a group. But um, I've been thinking about and praying a lot, said, Lord, what do you want to do? I mean, we've been... Um, We've been going through so many seasons and things in our lives and community and, and God has been doing things and, and it's been ups and downs and Lord, what do you want to do? Have you ever been there in your life? And as a pastor, we, we're there a lot in our lives. Say, Lord, what do you want to do with church? What do people need to hear and what do we need to stir our faith with this morning? And I really felt that God spoke to me this week and especially yesterday when I was prepping, I was still, Lord, I'm still in two minds. What do you want to do? And and God so, so thoroughly pressed this on my heart to speak about this. And, and I think this is a topic, and I believe this is a topic we need to hear more, to be honest. We need to hear this more, especially in times we are in right now. We need to hear this more. Now, I heard the story about a boy called Jimmy. And it's not a joke, it's actually an amazing story. And Jimmy was playing one night in his room, and he was playing all over the house, and dinner was just finished, and... And his mom yelled, say, Jimmy, go to bed. I'll come and tuck you in right now. And, he, and about 10 minutes after that, his mom came to his room. And she found him at the, at the window staring at the moon. And she said, Jimmy, what are you doing? I said, no, ma'am, mom, I just love the moon. She said, okay, but you, you need to come to bed. And as she was tucking him into bed, he looked her straight in the eyes and said, mom, I'm going to walk on that moon one day. Now, when he was younger, 10, 15 years later, he was as a young man in a very intense, well, almost a life-ending motorcycle accident. Broke literally 90% of his bones in his body. It was, it was hectic. But he survived. And he became 12, one of the 12 human beings walking on the moon with the Apollo missions. His, his name was James Irwin. Now, I listened to this story and I thought, man, I love stories like this. Don't you love stories like this? Why do I love it? I love it because dream, this dream didn't just stay a dream. It became a reality. I love that. I love watching stories where, where somebody had a great dream in life to achieve something, to, 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 to get to a point and a goal in their lives, and it didn't just stay a dream, it became a reality. They lived it. Now see, all of us need to be dreamers in life. I'm not talking dreaming it when you're sleeping. That's also great. But we need to be dreamers. We need to dream about what God has called you to become or what you have the ability to become. It's actually important to dream. Do you know it's shocking that I've worked with, with students for, for 20 years and, 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 and there was a time at 10, 12 years where we ran a student congregation and in every student I sat with and I looked at him eye to eye and I asked him the following question. I said, what do you dream about? You know, 90% of them couldn't answer me. They couldn't. I said, like, uh, what do you mean? I said, what do you dream about? Now I want to become a doctor. Okay, but that, I mean, what do you dream about? And they, I realized that our young generation don't dream anymore. They're just living life. You say, I'm just going through this rat race to become what I, to make money and then marry and have children and die. But there's no dreams anymore. Now just as important as to be a dreamer, it's also important to have vision in life. We need to have a vision in life. But there's a huge difference between being a dreamer and being a visionary. Now I know, Henny, this is big words. Where are you going? Don't worry. 
I'm going somewhere this morning. You see, James Irwin and any successful people that we know around us, um, our lives, they didn't just stay at dreaming. They became visionaries and they started doing. They started doing something. Now, I love that. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Dreamers dream about things being different. But visionaries envision themselves making a change. I love that. Isn't that amazing? Dreamers dream about something to change. But, dream, but visionaries, they get up and do something about it. They make it happen. See, dreamers think about how nice it would be for something to be done. But visionaries look for an opportunity to do something. Now, I'm not saying to be a dreamer is worse than be a visionary. We need to move from being a dreamer to being a visionary, and that's the most important thing that I want to talk about today. There's a man in the Bible called Nehemiah, or Nehemiah, uh, when you're, if you're Afrikaans. But in English, it's Nehemiah. Now, Nehemiah moved from a dream to a vision. Now, both are important. It's good to dream. But somewhere along the line, we need to move this dream to be a vision and then acting, act upon it. Nehemiah, in, in chapter 1, Nehemiah 1, he spoke to his brother. His brother came to him and said, listen, our people are scattered all around. Jerusalem has been destroyed. The walls have been destroyed. And the gates have been burned down. Nehemiah was so distraught and sad that he prayed and he fasted and he mourned for days. Why? Because he always dreamed to be united with the people of Israel. He always dreamed to live in Jerusalem again and live with the people that he loved so much. But instead of burying this dream, guess what he did? He did something. He did something that probably most men wouldn't do. Because at that stage he was serving the king as a cupbearer. He was serving the king's food. He was, a no, it was nothing. But his dream became a vision. And when he got that vision, he started acting upon it. And listen, listen to what he did. In Nehemiah 2, verse 4 to 5, he came to the king. Now listen, at that day, the king can snap his finger and you're dead. If you say something wrong, if you, I mean, that was, that was rough times. But he was still a good friend. The king looked up to him. By God's grace, there was, there was, there was um, favor over him. And it says the following, the king asked, Well, how can I help you, Nehemiah? With a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied, If it pleases the king, and if you are pleased with me, your servant, send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. He didn't say, Lord, please will you rebuild the wall? No, he never. He didn't pray to God to rebuild this wall. He could have said, Lord, will you send people to rebuild the wall so that I can return to the city? No, no. He said, what can I do? You see, he prayed for an opportunity to rebuild this thing himself. Now, just like Nehemiah, God is calling us to move from being dreamers to being visionaries. But how do we do that? How can we move from just having a dream to move to action and actually do something about it and make something happen? Now, the answer is one simple word, and I want to talk about this. Potential. Potential. 
Now, to move from having a dream to seeing the vision and acting upon it will take us to realize our potential that God gave us and to accomplish things. Did you know that God gave you potential to do so much more than you can ever think or dream? He did. God is greatest. He, does, he doesn't just make us for one little thing. He makes us to be exuberantly successful. Now, with these next few weeks and next few sermons, I want to look at the following. I want to look at exposing the hidden you. Exposing the hidden you. I'm not saying exposing the hidden sin. I'm saying exposing the hidden you that, that you don't know even know about yet. I want to speak about releasing the true power and potential that God has given us. I wish I knew the potential I have to that I know today that I have. I wish I knew it 20 years ago. I wish I was more attentive to what God has given me. Somebody once said, he said, the poorest person in the world is a person without a dream. But the most frustrated person in the world is a person with a dream that, that never became a reality. That's quite a good quote, isn't it? There's so many people that don't dream anymore, but there's so many people that know their ability but are frustrated because they don't see the reality of that dream. Am I talking to someone here this morning? Maybe just me. <laughs> now, just like Nehemiah's dream led him to see the vision and to step into that purpose in life, that's what we need to do. Let me explain, quickly explain purpose as follows. Purpose, I can explain it like this. A manufacturer makes a product. They create the product to fulfill a specific purpose. Am I right? But every product is then designed with the ability to fulfill that purpose. So we can actually say the following, that potential of a product is determined by its purpose. I know it's deep. Did you get it? The potential of that product is determined Sorry, is determined by its purpose. You see, this is true of everything of God's creation in life. And it includes us. It includes you, that God has, has created you with the potential to fulfill that purpose that He has for you. See, our purpose on earth is determined by our potential. But so, so, there's so many people that don't know their potential in life, so they miss their purpose. And they're frustrated because they don't step into that purpose. They don't feel fulfilled in life. Now let me slow down and explain this quickly. Because I know I'm running with a bunch of big words this morning. But let me explain it like this. See, the purpose of a seed, if I have a seed in my hand, and maybe it's an oak tree seed, what is the purpose of the seed? It's to produce a tree. Am I right? But a tree, but, but, sorry, but a tree can produce what? A forest. Because a tree has so many more seeds, so much more seeds than just one seed. So the seed has a potential to grow a tree, but the tree has a potential to grow a forest. But now this is where the, where, where the problem comes in. See, God has designed us with seed potential. He has designed you with seed potential to fulfill your purpose. But this is the problem, that and this is a problem from generation to generation to generation. Just because you have a seed and your seed has a potential to produce a forest, it doesn't mean it will produce a forest. Did you get that? 
See, one of the greatest tragedies of nature is, is the destruction of a seed. Or when this seed are not placed into the soil it was called to place it into. Because then it can never produce. It can never produce. It can never find the potential that it has. So we can basically say that the destruction of a seed is the burial of a forest. That's how serious it is. You see, having the ability is great, but keeping the ability to yourself is heartbreaking. If God has given you ability to do something and you're too afraid to step out and do it, you are missing the potential that God has given you. You see, having the ability, we need to know that we have the ability to, to actually accomplish great things in our lives. You see, our lives have the potential to fulfill purpose. It does. And there's so many of us maybe going through life feeling that, but I don't feel like I've got purpose. What has been happening around me doesn't show that I have purpose. But what you're missing is you're missing the truth that you have potential. You see, if we imprison potential, we rob ourselves of purpose and fulfillment. We do. So if you're in a place in your life where you don't know what your purpose is, it is fine. We need to search and soul search and search ourselves of, Lord, what is my purpose in life? I can be 65, I can be 85 years old and still find out what my potential and my purpose is. I feel it is time for people to realize what God has given them. We've been facing so many things in the last two years that people have forgotten to see and to know what God has given them. See, when you go into survival mode, nothing is growing because you're just surviving. But when you go into visionary mode and acting upon what God has given you, something changes. You see, every individual on this planet possesses an awesome treasure inside of you. An awesome treasure, but so much of this treasure are untapped and untouched. I know this. Um, I read a quote one day. Um, I can't remember. I think it was Miles Monroe. He says that the richest place on earth is the cemetery, because there's dreams and visions in there that has never been accomplished. And I realized that I don't want to be that. I want to move on one day to heaven knowing that I've lived out my full potential and given all and lived out my purpose in this life. Now, why do I say that? Because people don't know how to turn their dreams into reality because they haven't realized their true potential. If we know how to turn our dreams into reality, we need to know what our true potential is in life. And if you don't believe you've got potential, then you're stuck. You're stuck and you can't grow to a place where you know that that's my purpose. So I was a professional runner for 10 years. But if I believed that I don't have the potential to be a professional runner, I would have been stuck. I would have been stuck right at that place to move on and say, yes, I will try and work hard and try again and fail and then move through the failure and do it again. And if I, but if I didn't know that I've got potential, that God has given me something, I would have been stuck. And some people are stuck in this rut because they don't believe that they've got potential 
when God has given us so much. See, as God's children, we have the responsibility to use what God has stored within us. Not for ourselves, but for the good of people around us and for the world. We have something that we can change the world around us. See, we cannot simply leave this life with untapped potential. We can't. How many of you have watched that movie, Soul, Soul Surfer? It's, um, if you never watch a movie, you need to watch it. I mean, I was laughing in tears, but at the end, I was so challenged in my life because I watched a little girl's arm being bitten off by, by a shark. They don't show that. But how she stood up after a terrible thing like that and said, God has given me potential to be a professional surfer, and I'm going to be that. And how she went from every failure to obstacle to obstacle and said, this is what I'm going to do. And she reached the highest of high because she believed that God has given her potential. You see, so many of us are aware actually of our ability. We are. But we have been frustrated by failure so much that we, we just don't see the release of our ability in our lives. How many of us have been frustrated in life because we know we've got this ability, but the breakthrough just doesn't come? There's so many people. You see, there's so many excuses we can have. So many things that we can make up of why we don't, why we can't. But the only thing that can stop us, or the only thing that can stop you, is you. That's the only thing that can stop you. And then one day I realized this in my life, that the only thing that can stop me is me. I realized that I had to need to make changes of how I see myself and what I know that God has given me. You see, God has called each of us to release our potential on this earth so that we can live the life God created us to live. I want to live that life. I don't know about you. I want to live the life that God has given me, but I want to live it with the full potential that I know that He has given me. But before we go on, let's look just quickly what potential is. Have you ever thought about what the word potential means? There's a quote that says, the abortion of potential is the death of the future. Just think about that quickly. The abortion of potential is the death of our future. If you stop believing in yourself that you've got potential, that what God has given you in your life, that you are canceling the future that God has for you, and you will not step into your purpose, and that's what, what I want to leave with us today. You see, potential has never been you has never been used ability. It's reserved power, untapped strength, capped capabilities, dormant gifts, hidden talents. What you can do, but you haven't done it yet. Where you can go, but you've never gone there. What you can be, but you haven't been it yet. I can go on and on. But let me sum it up. Potential is the sum of who we are that you have yet to reveal. It's the sum of who you are that you yet have to reveal. How many of me, how many of you has God still have to reveal in your life? How much can you do that you still haven't realized that this is what God has given me to do? See, Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king. He was a food server. 
He served food and drink. He was the guy who had to taste the king's drink so that he would die first if somebody poisoned it, so that the king wouldn't die. That's what a cupbearer is. He was nothing. But see, God saw something different in Nehemiah. God created him with the potential to be one of the greatest leaders in the Bible. A known nobody went to a king, asked him for, I mean, go and read Nehemiah 1, 2, 3. Ask him for everything. He said, Lord, uh, king, may you grant me to go. The king said, go. And he sent soldiers with him. Then he says, will you write these letters to all the magistrates in the countries that I go through so that I can take timber from your forest? And take all the stuff that I need to build the walls from wherever. The king says, yes, go. And he became one of the greatest leaders, developers, to build a city from ruins up. You see, his dream became a vision. And when he acted upon a vision, God showed him his true potential. And sometimes we're dreaming the dream, but we're too scared to step over and act upon this vision so that God can start showing us the potential that we have. There's so many creative people around us, but sometimes fear holds us away from tapping into that potential that God has given us. If you look at guys like Richard Branson, all these billionaires, Richard Branson went bankrupt like two or three times before he started Virgin Records. And became a billionaire. What happened if he, if he gave up after bankruptcy won? He would never tap into the potential what God has given him. Never. See, there's a huge difference when we look at ourselves and when God looks at us. I want you to hear this. There's a big difference when you look at yourself in the mirror and when God looks at you. There's a big difference. And it all comes down to this. Let, let me call it maybe just the principle of potential. It comes down to this. The principle of potential. Let me illustrate it like this. If you stand in the middle of a dense forest, now let, me, let me do an illustration. Why don't you close your eyes? Now see yourself standing in the middle of a dense forest. What do you see? Okay, you can open your eyes. Maybe you've seen some trees, hopefully, because you're in a forest. <laughs> maybe you see some plants, some flowers, maybe some animals. That's what we see, but, but in truth, that is not all we see when we're in a dense forest. For within those trees, for in the, within those plants, flowers, there is seeds for more. There is seeds for so much more. And in the same, when we hold an apple seed, the fact is we're holding a seed, but, but the truth is we're holding an orchard. Because every apple has more seeds, and every apple tree has got more apples that's got more seeds. So in fact, you're holding a seed, but in truth, you're holding an orchard. You see, when God looks at you, He's not just looking at Mana or, or, or Rousseau or whoever. He's looking at the seed in your life that you can do and touch so much people around you. He's looking at the potential that you have for so much more. But yet we just see the seed. That's why we need the truth of the word in our lives that can help us see the potential. See, when God looks at each of us, He sees seeds of greatness to make an impact. 
He sees seeds to make an impact that can last a lifetime and even longer than your life. If He looks at every one of you here today and everyone He knows on earth, He sees that someone, He sees that I want to make an impact through your life that will outlast you. He has given you ideas that hasn't come forth yet that will change millions of lives. You see, we need to realize that I'm sitting with a potential inside of me that God has given me. And I'm going to look at the fact and miss the truth. I'm going to stay where I'm at. Look at the first thing God said to Adam after he just breathed life into it. Oh, I missed that. So God created human beings in His own image. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. We've read that so many times. You see, God could have said to Adam, Adam, you've been created. Man, there's so many fruit for you in this garden. Eat an apple every day, man. Great. No, He said, go, be fruitful and multiply because the seed that I've given you is a seed to, to become a nation. I'm giving you seed potential. Don't just sit on, on, in a garden and eat an apple every day. No, no, do something. Act on the potential that I've given you. That's why God said, now you need to be fruitful and multiply. Then he said, govern this earth. See, God gave Adam so much that a man could sit and name every animal, every insect, Every living being on this planet, giving him a name. God didn't say, oh, this is a lion, Adam, name him, lion. No, no, Adam did it. There was so much potential in him to govern, to rule. And that's why God said, I'm calling this out of you. See, God created us with a seed potential. And he designed us to release and to maximize our potential in life. Have you ever felt like, Lord, I feel I need to do something, but I don't know how to do it. He's given us so much more, and He's given us the way to release this, to maximize this in our lives. Now, over the next three, three weeks, I'm going to look at three keys, how to release potential in your life. Three keys. I'm going to look at one and the first one, and, I'm, and it's going to be brief because I had to build the foundation. But this is the most important one, and if you miss this one, you miss everything. For the first key to release our potential is to know your source. What is your source of life? See, when I want to buy something, maybe you like me, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a C personality. When I want to buy something, what do I do? I go to every website, I go and look. What is the best manufacturer for this product that I want? See, me and Kieran, we eat the same. I go and look at all the prices and I go and see where I can get the best quality, the best um, warranty, the best everything for the best price. Come on, am I the only one? Me and Kieran. Yay, thank you. More C personalities here. We like to put things in boxes and we want to make sure that we buy the best thing. See, when we buy something, it's important to know that we are buying quality, right? But when I have the right product, I look for the right authorized dealer, which probably nowadays is take a lot. <laughs> it's the authorized dealer who sells this thing. Now, if we look at us nowadays, if we look at you and me, God is our manufacturer. He is. 
And the Holy Spirit is the authorized dealer. Now, if you want to know your potential, you need to go to God. You need to tap into the Word to know this is my potential. He said, Holy Spirit is the only authorized dealer that can explain to us what our abilities and our qualities are and also the precautions we need to take not to waste our abilities. That's why we need the Holy Spirit in our lives to teach us, to guide us, to, to say, hey, this is how you need to tap this ability and this potential in your life. So how many times have you bought something and years afterwards you realize, Ooh, I never knew this actually can do this. <laughs> have you ever had that? I had this thing, I bought this thing, and then like five years along the line, it's like somebody visits me, and they said, oh, did you know, I see you've got this and this model. Did you press this button? Peep, 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 and it does all these things that I've never known it can do. Have you ever, ever had that? See, that's why we need the Holy Spirit to show us our potential. See, we, if we don't get to know God as our source, if we don't know God as our source and walk in a relationship with Him through His Son, Jesus, we will not be able to release our full potential. That's why we need people to get to know God. Because it's only in a relationship with the Father, it's only in God that we will find our true potential as human beings that we will know that I'm capable of playing piano. I am not. <laughs> and it's amazing how God doesn't give us the same potential and the same capabilities. How we can honor and celebrate each other's abilities and capabilities. But also how we can call out the potential of each other. I mean, I can remember, I had friends in my life who always said to me, Henny, you can be better than that. You have more potential. My coach always said to me, when she looked at my times and looked at my training and said, Henny, this is a good session, but you can do better than this. This is not how good you are. And I was like offended. It's like, what do you I mean? I'm, I'm, I mean, I ran myself, I literally passed out almost. He said, yeah, but you, you're still better than this. And she called the potential out of me every afternoon. Every. We called it the summer you were. Say, this is the summer you were, my mouth. <laughs> she drilled you till. I mean, I've done 400 meters in my life where I come around the bend and I see stars. And I, I literally went to track number three, four, five, one. I was so tired. But she called the potential out of me. She called the more out of me. She was releasing potential in my life. We need to know God. And God is the most important key to release our potential because He is the source of all potential. He's the source of all potential in our lives. You see, without God, we will never under, understand or release our potential because our potential is wrapped in Him. is wrapped up in Him. Listen to what Peter says. 2 Peter 1 verse 3. I love this scripture. It says, Everything we, it's in the Passion Translation for a reason. It says, everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by His divine power. How many times have you felt like, Lord, can you just give me the ability? No, it's been deposited in you already. Then he says, for all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing Him, relationship. 
who has called us by name and invited us to come to Him through a glorious manifestation of His goodness. Man, I love this scripture. That God has deposited when you were born that day, even before you were born, before He, he gave you everything you need, every potential in your life. Sometimes you're in limbo, you're in a wilderness season in your life, and you don't know where you're going. It doesn't mean the potential is less then than now. Maybe you're still living the dream and said, Henny, I'm living the dream. I'm living, I'm doing what I know I need to do. And then God will say, but there's even more. There's even more in your life. There's even more that I want to do through you. And I'm not just talking earning a salary. There's more that I want to do through your life that can touch millions of lives, that can last a legacy in this life. See, when God created us, He intended that we should share in His divine nature. I think that was God's plan from the start, to share in His divine nature. And you know what? It is still His intent. No matter the sin or the issues or the stuff in our lives, it cannot derail the potential that God has for us. I would have, so many times I remember I sat with young people or old people that I, I sat in a counseling and because of sin in their lives and things in their lives, they felt so guilty and shameful that they didn't even know that there was still potential in their lives. And when I get them back to this point and said, listen, I know you see sin and shame and all these things in your life, but I want to discard and just put it aside for one moment and place you in front of a, of a table with potential on it. And just tell you that God has given you potential. And no matter what's happening around you and in your life, that it did not shift or change or discard the potential that I have given or God has given you. He didn't. And the enemy's number one plan in our lives is to, to get us to a place of filling our lives with sin and shame and stuff in our lives and making us busy and then doubting the potential that he has given us. Can I tell you a truth? That he has created us to release potential, to release the potential that he has given us. That's why he's created us. You see, a product can just release the potential of its creator that created it. A product can only release the potential of the creator that created it. So when God creates us, the author of all potential, that means that we have his potential on earth. We are the DNA. We are sons of God. That means that if you feel you have no potential, you have no purpose in life, that is a lie from the enemy because the source, the creator of God of heaven and earth has created you. That means that you have the potential of the creator. So when God says we need to release our potential, it means that, that we are releasing his potential because he is the source. When we connect to his super, with our natural, what happens? Something supernatural happens. There's potential in our lives that God wants to release, and we are the key to God's creative expression. Did you know that? You see, <laughs> he expresses himself through us on earth. I mean, Teresa Mono, when you, when you paint, it is God's creative expression on earth. I always thought about Picasso. 
painting all this really ugly stuff. He, I mean, there's some stuff that he really, man, sorry if, if I offend someone. But I thought, man, you're painting yourself with a big thing. Was it Picasso? Who was it? And it's like now people paid like $100 million for it. And that's ugly. But then I realized, but that was God's expression through him. Isn't that a revelation to you? When you do something, when you organize something, when you run a meeting, when you work with people, when you love your child, when you make food or a sandwich that no, nobody want to eat, it is God's expression through you on this earth. So have grace with it. See, we can do anything God demands of us because the Creator will never demand more from His creation that He has already built into it. Did you hear that? Can I read it again? See, we can do anything God demands of us. Think about the demands of, in, in your life. Think about what is demanded of you. But we can do anything God demands of us because the Creator will never demand more from His creation that He has already built into it. How many times have we felt in our lives, like, oh, Lord, I can't do this. This is too much. I mean, Sorrel, you are a great example. Lord, I need to build this thing. I have no idea. And the Holy Spirit comes, boom. We build it and it's a success. Because the Creator was expressing Himself through the potential in your life. See, friends, God has given us so much more than we realize. I truly believe that it is time to step out, but not just step out, step out in faith. You see, God only operates by faith. He does. And when the earth was void and empty and dark, what did God do? He said, let light be. In faith, he called light and light was. Because God operates in faith. I love this quote from Miles Monroe. He said, faith isn't a jump in the dark. It's a walk in the light. Faith is not guessing. It is knowing something. Isn't that a powerful quote? So when you feel, yes, I know Hebrews 11 says, now faith is something of things not seeing. And then because we feel it is not seeing, we feel that when we have faith, we're just jumping into the dark. But it is not. When you have faith in God, you walk in the light. You're not guessing, you're knowing. You see, I'm not guessing if God is good. I know He is good in my life. I'm not guessing if God's going to come through for me. I know He's going to come through for me. Because He is a good God. He's a good father. When I'm facing the toughest times of my life, I'm not guessing maybe God will come. No, no, I know God has a plan. He's got a plan for my life. Listen, Romans 1.17 says, the just shall live by what? By faith. So when you're sitting here today, and Hini, I know you're talking about potential and purpose and all these big, wonderful words, but I don't know if I can believe that I've got potential because I've seen through the 60 years of my life or whatever, how old you are, I haven't seen the potential, I don't feel the potential, I don't see purpose, I don't... But God says the just shall live by faith. So in a moment, you need to step up by faith and say, I am designed to believe that the visible can become, uh, the invisible can become visible. I'm called that to, to see the impossible become possible. You might not see or know what, God is, what God's calling for your life is, or what you're about to do in your life right now, but God is asking this of you, to believe that there is potential in your life. Just believe that there is potential in your life. Have faith that God is busy with something amazing in your life. 
See, there is potential inside of you that is aching to be released. When you know that you're called to do something but you still haven't got there, that is that potential that is knocking on the door. Can I share a truth with you? If we are not functioning like God, we are malfunctioning. (laughs) Because we are His creation. And the Creator creates something with the potential of the Creator. We need to function like God on this earth. We are sons of God. We are heirs according to a promise. We are co-seated with Christ. That's why Jesus said, greater things you will do than I have done. How many of you have thought about that scripture and thought, how could I do greater things than Jesus? That's impossible. What? But see, Jesus didn't speak about quality. He spoke about quantity. Jesus by himself couldn't do what we are doing today. You realize that? Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said, Go, therefore, go and make disciples of what? All nations. Jesus knew that 12 disciples, having the potential that he has released in their life, just now, if they take that potential and they run with it, they will do much greater things than me alone would have done on this earth. That's what the scripture means. So when we together do something, act on our potential, release the potential of God in our lives, we can do so much more than Jesus alone would have done. See, church, (laughs) friends, God placed a great potential inside of you, inside of us. It's time to ask God to show us what is hidden to show us what is hidden in our lives. Listen to Romans. I'm ending with this. Romans 8 verse 31. It says, If God is for us, who can be against us? And maybe you feel that, Your Lord, I want to do this. I need to do this. I want to do this. What I'm, what I'm dreaming about is too big for me. I don't know how I'm going to get there. But if you look at the Scripture and you look at the Greek, the word for actually means with. It actually means with. So the Scripture actually reads, If God is with us, Who can be against us? Isn't that amazing? If God is with you, who can be against you? See, it means that if God has given you potential to release and to impact the world, then He will be with you and and nothing will stop you from accomplishing it. Nothing. Why? Because God wants you to do it. He's got that potential in your life. and, And if you are going to release if we are going to release our potential in our lives, we must live each day checking out who is with us, not who is against us. How many times do we wake up and say, oh man, there's so many things against me today. And God says, I don't care about what's against you because I'm with you. Who is with you? What are you dreaming about? What is the potential that I want to release through your life? I believe that this is a season where God is starting to release potentials through our lives. In the toughest, the most horrible times in the history of this world where people have to face pandemic and after pandemic, face death after death. I mean, we spoke to a doctor this week and said their friends have written out more death certificates ever in their lives as a doctor. 
But I still believe that we are facing and living in a time where God is busy releasing potential in people's lives. Are you going to jump on the bandwagon? Are you going to be part of that? Or are we going to sit back and say, oh Lord, I'm just going to live my life. I'm just going to see. If I die, I die. If I live, I, at least I'll have an apple every day. You know? <laughs> no, it's not. God has called us to do something amazing. What is your amazing? What is His amazing through your life? That is the question that I want to ask today. God has a potential in your life. And I can look at each and every one of you. And that's why I love the prophetic. Uh, whenever somebody starts prophesying over people, you hear potential. You hear destiny. You hear purpose in their lives. And I feel that there's some of you here this morning that you feel, oh Lord, what is the purpose? If there's any purpose anywhere in my life anymore. I'm just going through the full life. I'm going with the flow. But you know, dead fish always goes with the flow as well. Salmon swim upstream. God has called us to swim upstream, to change things, to make an impact. But when you go lay back, you will go with the stream. God has called us to do great things. And I feel that this morning, we need to step up in faith and say, Lord, yes, I believe it. I don't see it, but yes, I believe it. I do believe it. Lord, I'm going to take the word. I'm, I'm not going to look at the fact, the seed, but I'm going to look at the truth of the seed. That I'm not just one seed, but I've got an orchard. I've got a forest inside of me. I've got a, I've got a movement inside of my life. That I know that you are right in the middle of that. Amen? Amen. Will you stand with me and I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you as we're having communion right now that, Lord, I pray that you that you highlight some things in our lives this morning. Things that we've discarded because of the rat race or the things that life demanded that I've moved this potential that you've given me aside. I've moved aside what the true purpose of my life Lord, I pray that you give us wise, or do you give us wisdom, Father, how to pick this up, how to know how to release this in our lives. Because you are our source, Father. You are our source. Holy Spirit, I pray that as you release these things in our hearts this morning, that there will be an encouragement that comes. And that the encouragement will come and overshadow the, the guilt, the shame, the discouragement, everything that, that's pushing us away from what you've called us to become. And Father, I pray that, that we will see change in our lives, that we will step up into potential that we've never seen. And that we will start calling this out of our lives every day. And we will start calling it out of each other's lives every day. We thank you, Father, for your love in our lives. Thank you that you loved us so much that you gave us your potential. That you gave us so much purpose. 
Lord, you are amazing. Thank you that you never judge us. That you're always patient with us. But that your plans are great. And we will not miss that in our lives. We will not move on with untapped potential in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. For more detail, visit www.klcstellenbosch.co.za.